This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your presence in this place. Father, we don't have any doubt of your presence, of your magnificent presence in this place. And we are in awe of your presence. Oh, Holy Spirit, you take over. You take over. Father, I am your vessel. I am the vessel of honor. And let honorable things come through me. Let your word be released through this mouthpiece, Lord Father. These are your children, the sheep of your pasture. You feed them, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Church, get excited. Amen. God is building his kingdom. Amen. God is building his kingdom and the beauty of the bride. Oh, hallelujah. The beauty of the bride is going to manifest in another level. Today, that word is already spoken. We already heard that word, the beauty of the bride. The presence of the church of Jesus Christ is going to be so relevant in this world. Because he takes this, before he takes his church from this world, the beauty of the bride will be revealed. Amen. Hallelujah. Because when the church is taken out from this world, the world will be in darkness. Utter darkness. Because there is no light. So light is radiating from you and from me. Hallelujah. I'm so happy that God was just confirming song after song, ministering after ministering. God was just confirming, my child, you go ahead. I can see mantle of leadership of this place hanging on you today. Do not be distracted. Power, powerful word is coming. The word that can change you. The word that can make you relevant. Hallelujah. You're going to rise up today. Amen. You believe that? Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Judges chapter 4. And we read verse 1. Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So Ehud was the leader, judge in that time. So after his death, the sons of Israel did evil again. A couple of weeks back, our pastor ministered from this, this portion. And he mentioned the cyclic pattern of sin. By the Israelites. The sons of Israelites did evil. And again they did evil. And that became a habitual process for them. Now I want to read Judges chapter 2 verses 14 to 19. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Israel. And he gave them into the hands of plunderers who plundered them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies around them, so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherever they went, the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. We are talking about the Israelites, the children of God. Just think what sin can do. Indulgence in sin. 
it can spoil you. The anger of the Lord will burn against because the Holy Spirit is the temple. He is in us. He cannot stand evil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the Lord raised up, say then. Then the Lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them. Say, thank you, Lord, for the judges. Say, thank you, Lord, for the pastors. Amen. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they played the harlot after other gods and bowed themselves down to them. They turned aside quickly from the way in which their fathers had walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord. They did not do as their fathers. Committing evil became very normal to them. To be more precise, it became so habitual to them. Obedience to God's word was only a seasonal trait that lasted for a few hours or a few years. And verse 19, but it came about when the judge died that they would turn back and act more corruptly than their fathers. When the judge died. Why was it like that? The people's indulgence in sin was directly connected to the absence of a leader. When there was a leader, people obeyed God. When he or she died, they again went back to their wicked ways. And verse 18, when the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. The Lord raised up judges. When the Lord raises up leaders over you, pastors over you, shepherds over you, the hand of the Lord is over the leaders. Amen. The word of God will come to you. The word of blessing. The word of comfort. The, the word of correction. The word of purification will come to you. And that word will set you free. And it will come to you through your judge. Through your pastor. Through your shepherd. Do not belittle the covering of your church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of your pastor. Amen. The church is for your advantage. Your pastor is for you to benefit. When the Lord raised up judges for Israel, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. Hallelujah. All the days of your pastor, all the days of your leader, that is the covenant God made with your leader. Do you know that there is a covenant between God and Pastor Dilip Koshikoshi in this church? You might not know, but God remembers. Hallelujah. Yeah, before he called him into the ministry, he has made a covenant. A covenant. And that covenant will stay forever. Amen. Hallelujah. So Judges chapter 4 verse 1. Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. 
and the commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harashit Hagoyim. The sons of Israel cried to the Lord, for he had 900 iron chariots, and he oppressed the sons of Israel severely for 20 years. For 20 years. The sons of Israel cried unto the Lord, because Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, he had 900 iron chariots. 900 iron chariots. Iron chariots were a dread in those days. Even when we read Judges chapter 1, we can see God commanded them to go to the promised land and destroy every city in that land. They went and they destroyed, but they could not drive out some inhabitants in some part of the land. You know why? Because they had iron chariots. Israelites, the children of Israel, they were so afraid of the iron chariots. You can compare it with some nuclear bomb, I don't know, which is the latest nuclear weapon, I don't know. But that was a dread. Iron chariots were a dread. So Jabin had 900 iron chariots and he oppressed the sons of Israel severely for 20 years. Say severely. Say intense. Say intense. Say oppressed. When there is severe oppression, when the oppression is intense, I want you to read Judges chapter 4, verse 4. Now, say now. When there is severe oppression, you will hear a now. Amen. Now, Deborah. Oh, hallelujah. Deborah, the prophetess, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. When the oppression is severe, God will raise someone very special. Hallelujah. Do you think this time the, the oppression is severe? Do you think the wickedness is increasing? Then this is the time of now. Amen. Say now. now. God is going to raise some special people because this is a time of now. Yes. Now, Deborah, the prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. A couple of weeks back, we heard from our pastor that was so beautiful, that was so profound. Deborah. Let me check how many of you remember. What's the meaning of Deborah? Bee, honeybee. And what's the meaning of lapidoth? Light. Torchlight. Yes, torchlight. So wherever Deborah went, lapidoth was with her, following the way. Don't think that you can serve the Lord without your, your spouse. When God called Pastor Dilip Koshi Koshi to pastor the church, he saw me. Even before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Deborah, the prophetess, this is the introduction to Deborah given by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let that set you free. Amen. When we introduce someone in the natural, we always connect them with what we can relate to. Like, you know, their spouse name, their family name, their profession, their locality. In the same way, in the spiritual realm, it happens the same. Amen. The only difference is that your identity in the spiritual realm is based on your calling. You're known as the prophetess. Spiritual realm recognize you like that. Deborah, the prophetess. 
Hallelujah. Deborah, the prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth was judging Israel. So your calling precedes your surname. Your calling precedes your family name. Your calling precedes your profession. Hallelujah. Heaven addresses Deborah first and foremost as the prophetess. Everything else is secondary. Today during worship we heard the tag on your neck, the title on you. That is secondary. Hallelujah. Who you are in the heavenly realm will dictate the way you live on this earth. Hallelujah. Now Deborah, prophetess, the wife of Labitoth, was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the sons of Israel came up to her for judgment. The palm tree of Deborah. Oh, hallelujah. The palm tree of Deborah. I've seen people who are never settled in life. When God wants them to stay in one place, or where they are placed, there are no satisfier there. So they entertain other plans. They think they do well. They think they will be significant when they go to another place. The grass looks greener. Maybe in a foreign nation. Maybe into a new city. If God has placed you in a place, be faithful there. Hallelujah. Because he is going to establish you there. Remain there till you are so sure that God is taking you out from that place. Do not be impulsive in decisions. Be radically obedient. May your decisions be about the obedience of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sitting still is often a matter of radical obedience to the Holy Spirit. Sitting still. Hallelujah. Refusing to be busy is a matter of radical obedience to the Holy Spirit. Sitting still. Refusing to be busy. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. This is a blessing. Receive it. When you remain faithful to God's call over your life, God will make you relevant. Amen. And significant where you are. Amen. To the extent that even some obscure places will be named after you. That obscure place will be more important. Like the, the palm tree of Deborah. Hallelujah. The palm tree became so famous because of one faithful woman who decided to embrace the call of God. She sat under the palm tree between Rama and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. Stay where you are. Do what you are supposed to do with all your heart. The insignificant you will become significant. The insignificant places will become significant. Do not go after big breaks. Oh my dear church. Do not go after big breaks. The big breaks will come like this. But the duration will be very short. It will break. But pursue the call of God. 
Hallelujah. When you decide to step upon the call of God, there are different levels, multiple levels of your calling. You will go from one level to the next level. You always see you progressing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So sit where God is asked you to sit. Deborah sat under the palm tree of Deborah. Start where you are. Even if it is under the palm tree. Sit where you are. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. A small upper room in Kalatipadi can gain global significance if you can obey the call of God in your life. Hallelujah. I prophesy of this church. A small upper room in Kalatipadi, this revelation church will be globally significant when you and me obey the voice of God to stand up in the call of God. Amen. Hallelujah. When you are in the center of God's will, nations will hasten towards you. When you're filled with the word of God, the people who are destined to come to you, they will run to you. The kings will be your foster fathers. Their queens will be your nursing mothers. Hallelujah. The foreigners will come. They will wait in obedience to hear your instruction. My Bible says that and I believe that. If Christian can focus less on building network with people and more on building network with God, you're sorted. You will do good. There will not be any stagnancy in your life. You will always be in the path of progress. Hallelujah. Let's read. The sons of Israel came up to her for judgment. The 12 tribes came up to Deborah for judgment. The 12 tribes of Israel. Oh, that's too much. 12 tribes coming to one lady, one woman, prophetess, a judge. Deborah was a hardworking woman. Do you believe that? If you don't believe, I'll prove it. Even though she had to manage her household, even though she had to manage so many things, she was so faithful to the call of God. That was the only priority in her life. While I was preparing the message, I was just thinking, I was just wondering, I was just amazed at this woman, the prophetess. How could she do all these things? She was a prophetess and her calling demanded her to listen to God. Her calling demanded to see what God sees. Her calling demanded to move with God. She was also the wife of Lapidoth. And that demanded her to take care of her daily chores, household chores. That demanded her to raise up her children, maybe grandchildren. To take care of her family. She was a judge that demanded her to be an expert of the law. I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments, the law. She was an expert of the law. It also demanded her to be an excellent leader who knew to settle disputes among the children of Israel. It also demanded her to move with great discernment. She was also very brave and courageous to go for the battle. Now you think about this, this prophetess. Do we have any, any reason, any excuse? Can anyone here can say I'm more busy than Deborah? 
Then I'm going to come and stay in your house. Let me see. There were many women in the land. There were many women in the land. Why did Deborah, why then did Deborah became the only woman judge in Israel? Have you ever thought about it? That is the power of God's call. The call of God made her unique. The call of God separated her. The call of God uplifted her. I'm telling you, my dear church, today I'm standing here as a, a living testimony of what the call of God can do. Last week was very tough for me. Me standing here today is a miracle. And I know there is only one thing that equipped me to come and stand here. That is the call of God all my life. Hallelujah. When you are aware of who you are, you will have the strength. Your body will have to obey the call of God of your life. Amen. Everything in your body will align with the call of God of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So the call of God made Deborah unique. It separated her. It uplifted her. God has called each one of us according to his divine calling. Every one of you who are seated here has a calling. Even from the youngest to the oldest. Any doubt about it? If any of you are feeling that you are insignificant, you are not being used by God, nothing is working, that you see yourself struggling, you are not getting any opportunities, the reason is very simple, my dear people. You have not realized the call of God of your life. You see someone and think that you want to be like him or like her. And that becomes a stumbling block. You can never be like that one or this one. The call of God over your life is unique. Amen. Your call is unique. For instance, God might have called you as a prophet or as a prophetess. But your area of prophetic operation. Your area of prophetic operation, your location, your audience, the way of delivery, the style of delivery will be entirely different from the prophets whom we have seen or heard or known. Because your call is unique. Because you are special. Before he made you in the mother's womb, he fashioned your calling. He designed your calling. And he fashioned you according to your calling. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse 6. Judges chapter 4 verse 6. Now she sent, now Deborah sent and summoned Barak. Barak the son of Abinam from Kedis Naphtali. And said to him, behold the Lord the God of Israel has commanded. Go and march to Mount Tabo. And take with you 10,000 men from the sons of Naphtali and from the sons of Sibylon. What did you feel when you read that? Hope you could see or feel the authority of Deborah. Hallelujah. Summon Barak. Barak, you go. The authority of prophetess. Deborah was a woman of authority. Not because of her name. No. 
not because her husband was lapidoth the prophetic mantle upon her life gave her the authority hallelujah god has given israelites in the hand of deborah god has placed deborah over the children of israel the authority of god will flow only through deborah can we say only through deborah there might be many deborahs in that land but barak will not respond to other deborahs calling there might be many women mighty women strong women maybe her mother maybe her grandmother barak will not come when they summon barak will come only when deborah the prophetess calls him that is the power of god's calling amen spiritual authority is from god no man can exercise authority by shouting or by giving orders or by manipulation no no they will miserably fail the spiritual authority is from god and it always flows up down there is no fountain there it always flows down up down from god to the man of god to the people of god it is always like that this is god's order kingdom principle kingdom culture you might be thinking why this teaching is coming again and again teaching about honor especially your shepherd or your pastor i'll tell you why see this is our eighth year of this church till now i haven't heard a a series of a message of honor from this pulpit this time god wants you to take that seriously because honoring the authority your leadership is the key to your progress it is the key to your progress God is aligning your perspective according to the scripture. When you honor spiritual authority, it is not easy. I know, it is not easy. When you honor your spiritual authority, that makes you more humble. When you are humble, you receive more grace. When you receive more grace, you rise up to your calling. You'll arise to your calling. Hallelujah. So where does it start? honoring honoring god honoring the man of god so verse 6 down now deborah sent and summoned barak the son of abinom from kedis naphtali and said to him behold the lord the god of israel has commanded go and march to mount tabo and take with you 10000 men from the sons of naphtali and from the sons of sebulun i will draw out to you sisera the commander of jabin's army with his chariots and his many troops to the river kaishon and i will give him into your hand hallelujah who said who said no deborah the prophetess said so she was just a mouthpiece of god god said i will give i will go before you Then Barak said to her if you will go with me then I will go but if you will not go with me I will not go 
she said i will surely go with you nevertheless the honor shall be not yours on the journey that you are about to take for the lord will sell sisera into the hands of a woman then deborah arose and went with barak to kedesh barak called zebulun and naphtali together to kedesh and 10000 men went up with him deborah also went up with him Now Heber the Kenite had separated himself from the Kenites from the sons of Hobab the father-in-law of Moses and had pitched his tent as far away as the oak in Zananim which is near Kadesh Sisera called together all his chariots say all his chariots say like this oh all his chariots 900 iron chariots say 900 iron chariots and all the people say all the people who were with him from harishit hagoyim to the river kaishon deborah said to barak arise for this is the day in which the lord has given sisera into your hands behold the lord has gone out before you so barak went down from mount tabor with 10000 men following him the lord routed sisera and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword before barak oh hallelujah can you praise this lord hallelujah amen and sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot but barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as harishit hagoyim and all the army of sisera fell by the edge of the sword not even one was left say show say what a loss why he could have reserved some giant chariots back home destroyed everything now sisera fled out on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, say Jael, say with a loud say Jael. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. Peace, peace between Jabin and Kenite family. What kind of peace was that? See, when now we hear some peace treaty, even though that disturbs us, I am telling you, my dear church. church is getting benefited out of that peace treaty hallelujah because god is on his throne so there was peace between jabin the king and the house of heber the kenite jael went out to meet sisera wow jael went out to meet sisera oh that's so good that means jael was so ready Jael was all ready she knew that someone is coming her guest is coming she went out to meet Sisera and said to him turn aside my master turn aside to me do not be afraid and he turned aside to her into the tent and she covered him with a rug so Deborah was ready the rug was ready the, the blanket that was ready and he sisera said to her please give me a little water to drink for i am thirsty see our jail she is so smart look what she did so she opened a bottle of milk what did he ask for give your enemy more than what they ask 
treat them well. So she opened a bottle of milk and Judges chapter 5 verse 25 says, He asked for water and she gave him milk. In a magnificent bowl, she brought him curds. What a combination, milk and curd together. If you have any doubt, just go home and try that. Milk and curd together. Everything was so ready. And gave him a drink. And she covered him with a rug. So Jael was ready. The rug was ready. The milk and also the curd was ready. And she also covered him with a rug. And Sisera said to her, Stand in the doorway of the tent. And it shall be if anyone comes and inquires of you. And says, Is there anyone here? That you shall say, No. But Jael... Heber's wife took a ten peg and seized a hammer. And there is an adjective to that hammer. It's written, worker's hammer. It's not unused one. It was ready, polished. The peg was so polished, so sharp. Everything was set. So she took a ten peg and seized the hammer in her hand and went secretly to him and drove the peg into his temple. And it went through into the ground. He did not even know. Because he was sound asleep. Especially because of the milk and the curd. So he died. So he died. So he died. The word of the Lord has spoken. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. And behold... As Barak pursued Sisera. Now still Barak is pursuing Sisera. Now our lady Jael, she came out. See, what kind of a lady was that? What kind of a woman was that? Jael. That means she did everything in that short span of time. Well executed. She just followed the blueprint of God. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come. I will show you the man whom you are seeking. She knew you are seeking a man. He is there with me. And he entered with her. And behold, Sisera was lying dead with a ten peg in his temple. Hallelujah. So God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the sons of Israel. So Sisera is gone. And we are going to read about Jabin the king. So God subdued it on that day. Jabin the king of Canaan before the sons of Israel. The hand of the sons of Israel pressed heavier and heavier upon Jabin the king of Canaan. Until they had destroyed Jabin the king of Canaan. Who subdued Jabin? God subdued Jabin. This is the same thing Jesus has done on the cross. Hallelujah. He killed, he disarmed the enemy and he laid the enemy before you so that like how the Israelites did to Jabin, you can do to your enemy because he is dead. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Hallelujah. Because Jesus has done it. When he said it is finished, your enemy is done. Now God placed him in front of you like a public display so that your hands can press heavier and heavier. The enemy, until you destroy it completely. His destruction is coming. It is not in our hands. One angel is needed. One angel will come and destroy him. Right. Hallelujah. God doesn't need much people. Right. He just needs one angel. Yeah. 
to destroy the enemy and his entire camp. Now the javelin is gone. Sisera is gone. It's a time of jubilation. So Deborah, she was a prophetess. She was the wife of Lapidoth. She was a judge. She was also a poet. Yeah, she was a songwriter. And she was a singer. That's where she and Barak sang. Judges chapter 5, verse 1. When the enemy is defeated, then Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinam, sang on that day, saying that the leaders led in Israel, that the people volunteered, bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O rulers. I, to the Lord, I will sing. I will sing praise to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you went out from Seir, when you marched from the field of Edom, the earth quaked. The heavens also dripped. Even the clouds dripped water. The mountains quaked at the presence of the Lord. This Sinai at the presence of the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted. And travelers went about roundabout ways. The peasantry ceased. They ceased in Israel. Public roads were abandoned. Travelers went by back roads. The people were very afraid. They were afraid of Jabin. They were afraid of Sisera. They were afraid of the 900 chariots. Warriors became fat and sloppy. No fight in them. Verse 8. New gods were chosen. Then war was in the gates. When Israel chose new gods... War erupted in the gates. Not a shield or a spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. Not even a shield or a spear among 40,000 warriors in Israel. See the condition. Oof. Severely oppressed. They could not move to the left and right. Severely oppressed. I want you to flow with me through this event. People are afraid of the enemies, the highways, the KK roads, the national highways was deserted. And travelers preferred winding pathways. They preferred roundabout ways. The people afraid of the 900 iron chariots and they sought unpopular ways, ways that are not easy, ways that are not smooth. Not even a man could be found in that land. On the main roads. Hope you could see. Hope you could sense the same event. A couple of years back. We couldn't see anyone. On the main roads. See devil's strategy is old. He's just continuing the old strategy. Same pattern. Because his head is crushed. He cannot think. There were 40,000 soldiers. But they all became very. Fat and sloppy. There is no fight in them. There is no strength in them. Even if they want to do something, they cannot do anything because they don't have the right weapons with them. Not even a spear, not even a sword. Because of the enemy, there was no food in the land. When we read Judges chapter 6, we can see Gideon, the mighty man of God, he was threshing wheat where? In the wine press. There was no food. There was no joy. There was no peace, no jubilation, no dancing, no rejoicing. Everything was done in hiding. 
no riches, no valuable articles, no gold, no silver, no silk, no colorful embroidered scarves, no precious things was found there. The enemy has looted Israel of everything. Above all these things, the young women in the land, they were not safe. They could not even come out of their house. They could not even stay in their house. Because the enemies will come and take them, two girls for each man. Do you think I'm making it? No, it's there in Genesis chapter 5, in the song of Deborah and Barak. I don't know whether any young women were left in that land. The men will come and take two women for each man. Hallelujah. Can we see the same scheming in this present world? My dear church, can you see the same scheming? We can see perversion and wickedness everywhere in the land. There is no safety on roads in public transport. Nobody is bothered about safety of people. No law, no order. Lawlessness and wickedness abound. Corruption is at the extreme. No peace in the family. No culture of honor in the family. Husband against wife. Wife against husband. Children against parents. Children against own sibling. No culture of honor. Crime and atrocities inside the family. Am I speaking the truth? No love between people. No care. No trust. No value. Lustful eyes everywhere. Abusive language everywhere. I'm talking about this present time. Alcohol. Drugs. Prostitution. Adulteries. All sort of wickedness. Lewdness and depravity is increasing all the more. Young women. Small girls. Babies are abused and raped, even in safe places. There is no safety anywhere. Why is it happening when the church of Jesus Christ is here on this earth? Have you ever thought about like this? When we read newspaper, when we come across news like this, what is our response? Do you think it's like another event that happened yesterday? If you thought like that, God wants to change your attitude today. Have you ever thought why this is increasing when I am here on this earth? Can anyone say why is it happening when the church of Jesus Christ is on this earth? Because we are not rising up. We are not rising up. All the wickedness and darkness will cover the land. Until, until someone rises as a mother or as a father by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Here Deborah, the prophetess, is rising up as a mother. Hallelujah, as a mother in Israel. As a mother in Israel. As a mother in Israel. Mother, father, Lord of emotions. She's arising as a mother in Israel. Deborah was judging Israel. She was a prophetess, but now she has stepped up into another level of her calling. 
I told you there are different levels of your calling. She was a judge. She was a prophetess. Now she has raised her standard. Hallelujah. She is going up in the ladder. Hallelujah. Deborah is still a judge. She is still a prophetess. But now she begins to be moved with the very emotions of God. She got upgraded into having a fatherly heart. Rather a motherly heart. A heart towards the children of God. She can now feel what God feels for his children. Deborah can now feel what God feels for his children. And mankind, human beings, they're made in the image of God. And God loves them. That's why he sent his only son to die for them. To the whole world. God loves each and every man on this earth. Hallelujah. He has the same emotion towards his creation. Towards his children. See what Deborah did? She rose up. Judges 5 verse 7. The peasantry ceased. They ceased in, in style. Until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose a mother in Israel. Until. Say until. Until. Say until. Until. I pray that today let that be the last day. I see someone rising up today. To a God-given authority. To a next level of authority of your calling. Hallelujah. Arise and shine. For the glory of the Lord has risen over you. This is the time. This is the time. This is the appointed time. This is the favorable time. This is the season. This is the time. This is the time of salvation. This is the time of grace. The every song that we sang today contained the word grace. My beloved people, this is a time of grace. Many times the one thing that stops us from rising up to our call is, any idea? One thing that prevents us from rising up to our calling. What is that? Fear. Fear. Fear is a weapon of the enemy. Fear and faith cannot go hand in hand. Fear and love of God cannot go hand in hand. Fear of the future. How will I plan for the future uncertainties? How will I plan? How am I going to face the uncertainties in life? Fear of sustenance. If I follow God, if I throw everything and I embrace God, God's call, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? Who will provide for my family? Fear of the responsibility. What if no one stands with me? What if I don't get the right people? What if I fail? Fear of the enemy. My enemy is so strong. He is stronger. They have 900 iron chariots. And they have swords. And they have weapons. They have spear. They have numerous warriors with them. And I have only 1,000 warriors with me. Fear can be a stumbling block. It can 
be a stumbling block. It can prevent you from reaching where God wants you to reach. When you are so sure that you are walking with God, when you are so sure of his divine calling over your life, you will not lack. I can say with much boldness, I'm a living testimony of this word. When you know that you heard from God, when you know that you left everything, you left everyone because you embraced the call of God, you will not lack anything. I say that that is not right. You will eat the best of the land. The best portion. Hallelujah. What did Elijah do? Hallelujah. Elijah, he went and spoke. He went and spoke to Ahab, King Ahab, the king. God told him to go and speak. He went and spoke. He didn't care about his life. He didn't care about his family, nothing. He went and spoke. And God told him, go. The land is going to be in famine, but you will be fed with the fatness of the land. Can you imagine meat daily, morning and evening, meat? Oh, hallelujah. When the land is suffering from thirst, he is having sufficient water. Water from the brook, brook of Cherith. Hallelujah. You will not lack. You will not lack. If you lack, you don't know who your God is. Today I was teaching my little children. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. When you know that Jesus is your shepherd, you cannot be in lack. Lack cannot be heard in your time. It cannot be heard in your house. It cannot be heard in your boundary. Because Jesus is my shepherd. Hallelujah. With God, you have the privilege to stand before him. Oh, hallelujah. To stand before him and enjoy his benefits. You know, God is such a good God. He does everything, but he wants you to be in the front. Hallelujah. He wants you to be in the front. He will do everything for you. He has gone before you. He has prepared everything for you. But he wants his servant to be in the front. And he will do everything from the back. So that the name of the God will be glorified through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. With God, you just need to stand and reap the benefits of his mighty works. Let's read Judges chapter 4 verse... 14. Deborah said to Barak, Arise, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Behold, the Lord has gone before you. The Lord told, The Lord has given. He also told, The Lord has gone out before you. Do not miss out on the tiny details in God's word. We are so excited about the prophecy, about the vision of God, about the dream that came to us. We are excited. And that is very good. You should be excited. But the tiny details you saw in your dream, in your vision, in your prophecy, that is very critical. Say it is very critical. That acts like a radar. That can shift and that can elevate your dream, your prophecy, your vision to the next level. That's why even 
after we receive a strong prophecy, we have to pay close attention to the minute details so that the word of God will be fulfilled without any indifference. Hallelujah. So we were talking about, do not be afraid. Cast out fear. Perfect love of God, cast out fear. Cast out fear. Do not be afraid to stand up. Do not be afraid to rise up as a mother or as a father. I'll tell you why. If you have any doubt regarding God's guidance or his provision or his presence, I want to show how God was Deborah and how he was with Barak. Judges chapter 4 verse 15. The Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword before Barak. The Lord confused and terrified Sisera and all his chariot drivers and all his army before Barak with the sword. The word of God reveals to me that even before Barak met with his enemies, they were confused and terrified. They were already in a panic mode. How did that happen? Let's read Judges chapter 5 verse 20 down. Judges chapter 5 verse 20 down. The stars fought from heaven. From their causes they fought against Sisera. The torrent of Kaishan swept them away. The ancient torrent, the torrent of Kaishan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The stars fought from heaven. Stars in their orbits fought against Sisera. The Kaishan river swept them away. That ancient torrent, the Kaishan, along with the stars in their orbit and the river Kaishan, many tribes, initially there was only Naphtali and uh, Zebulun, but later many tribes also joined Deborah and Barak. We serve a mighty God. The Lord of hosts is he. All of creation stands with him, waiting to execute his orders. God will do what he promised to do. And God did what he promised. Amen. He told, I will go before you. He said, I have given your enemies in your hand. Who said? God. Yes. God went before them. The creation is backing the creator. Before Barak and his soldiers, soldiers without any swords or spears, reached the battleground, the battle was almost won. I told you, you know, with God, you have a privilege. You have to just stand in front. He will do the rest. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the battle was almost done. The stars fought for them against their enemies. The Israelites were greatly afraid of 900 chariots. But I'll tell you something, they could not see even one iron chariot in its perfect form. They could not see even one of the iron chariot in its might. Not one was left. The horses came galloping on, stamping the ground with their hooves. But they are swept away by the river Kaishan. When God is on our side, do not be worried about the enemy. 
when your enemy comes with 900 chariots, iron chariots, when your enemy comes for thousands and ten thousand warriors, my God will raise up one river cushion. Hallelujah. The torrent of cushion will sweep the 900 chariots and the horses away. You will not even see. When you see million warriors on the other side with all sorts of weapons in the enemy camp, God will ask his infinite stars to fight for you. Countless stars to fight for you. Is there anything too difficult for my God? Is there anything too difficult for you, God? Say, nothing is too difficult for my God. Say, my God is able. My God is able. River Kaishan obeys his voice. The stars in their orbit, they obey his voice. Hallelujah. And verse 16. Judges 4, verse 16. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Haroshit Hagoyim. And all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not even one was left. That's great. That's a great news. We read earlier that not even a spear, not even a sword could be found in Israel. Then how did it happen? How did it happen? Where did they get the sword from? Where did the children of Israel get their sword from? I'm sure they got their swords from their enemies. The word of God is true. It is rich. When stars fought from heaven, when the river Kaishon swept them away, even without the knowledge of the enemy, the weapon fell down. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I want you to read Psalm 35 verse 8. Let destruction come upon him unawares and let the net which he hid Catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. The whole army fell. The entire soldiers got destroyed in their own net, which they had hit for. Hit for whom? Children of Israel. The same weapon they took to destroy God's people, with that same weapon, they were utterly destroyed. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every weapon that is formed against you will be a snare to the enemy himself. Do not be afraid of the weapon of the enemy. That weapon is a snare for the enemy. It will not prosper against you. Because the Lord has promised that he will go before you. Before he promised that he will rout Sisera into your hands. He told that you go. I'm backing you up. The heavens are backing you up. Hallelujah. The same furnace that prepared for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the mighty warriors, the valiant warriors, they were slew by that fire. Oof. The, the fire swallowed them. The gallows prepared for Mordecai. Oh, hallelujah. God was ministering to me that. Oh, hallelujah. The gallows formed for Mordecai. Oh, hallelujah. Haman, he was hung there. 
No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. When you arise like a father or as a mother, like how Deborah did, the Lord will march before you. Heaven will fight for you. The stars will fight for you. The sun, the moon, the mountains, the valleys, the animals, the ferocious animals, the lion. They will stand in support for you. They will fight for you because you have taken the rightful position. That is why. That is why. Because you have taken your rightful position. For every people in this place, God has allotted you a rightful position. A rightful position in the spiritual realm. Until and unless you reach there, you cannot exercise authority. You cannot expect backing from the heavens. No. For that authority, God will release something from heaven. Hallelujah. God Almighty wants you to see with your own eyes the recompense of the wicked. He wants you to crown you with the victor's crown. Amen. He wants to increase your greatness. He wants you to know. He wants others to know that you belong to him. Hallelujah. My beloved people, awake. Arise. Awake, O sleeper. Arise. This is a time of action. Rise up as a mother. Rise up as a father. Take authority in your sphere. Take authority in your sphere. Don't allow wickedness to flourish. When filth is all around, rise up against it. When filth is all around, rise up against it. When the highways are deserted, when the people are terrified, when the girls are being ravished, when the little children are being corrupted, arise with their godly anger. Arise. God has given you the authority and the divine calling to save them. Until you arise and take up your responsibility, you will not see deliverance. You will not hear the sound of joy and peace and happiness around you. Hallelujah. How can you rise up as a mother or as a father? Deborah is teaching us, be faithful in what you're doing. Embrace the call of God over your life more than any earthly tax or more than any earthly title. Sit where God wants you to sit, even if it is under a palm tree. And do your work faithfully. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and discern the times Discern the events, discern the wickedness that is happening around you. Allow God's emotions to stir you up. In every particular situation, ask the Lord, what can I do? What shall I do? Let your emotions be in me. Let it flow through me. Align with the Holy Spirit. Follow the Holy Spirit. Take your rightful position and speak and speak and prophesy. Bible does not tell that Deborah went and fought against the Israelites. She went, you know why she went? To speak. Deborah prophesied. 
she spoke. Barak went and fought. The soldiers went and fought. But Deborah did the speaking. You might say, I'm old. I'm not able to go up ahead in the battleground. It is okay. Sit in your home and speak. Hallelujah. God entrusted these trialites into the hands of Deborah. God placed Deborah over his people. And she had to respond to God's call. Deborah had to respond to God's call. And Deborah was now entirely responsible for the children of Israel. Who is responsible? Deborah. The whole responsibility is upon her shoulder. The authority of God will flow only through Deborah. As I said earlier, there might be many Deborahs in the land, but Barak will not come when those Deborahs call him. The heaven will not move when the other Deborahs call. The Deborah, the prophetess, has to summon. Deborah, the leader, has to call. Deborah, the judge, has to appoint. Deborah, the mother, has to open her mouth and speak. This Deborah has to give orders. This particular Deborah has to strategize. This Deborah has to lead. This Deborah has to expose the plan of the enemy. This Deborah has to instruct the Giles. This Deborah has to be in the battleground prophesying. This Deborah has to sing a victory song. No one else can do this Deborah is called to do. Let that free you, my church. No one else can do the calling with which God has called you. You have a specific assignment. Amen. God has chosen you. I want you to receive it. I want you to listen very carefully. God has chosen you to deliver somebody. God has seen you to lead somebody. God has given you the authority to appoint somebody. God has seen you to bring joy and peace to some people. God has entrusted some young ones into your hands so that they will be safe. God has specifically seen you to preach the gospel of peace to some families. God has crowned you with his glory. God has crowned you with his victory so that... You will be a light, a great light, when there is deep darkness. God has appointed you to sing a victor's song. God has given you his word in your mouth so that when you prophesy, the heavens will shake, the creation will respond to your calling. Are you willing to rise up as a mother or as a father? Are you willing to rise up as a mother or as a father in your God-defined sphere of influence? Are you willing to take up your assignment from God? Today God is going to assign you something. Don't take it lightly. I'm here for that. <laughs> the angels of the Lord will declare you as blessed. The angels of the Lord will declare you as blessed if you say, Lord, I'm willing. If you say, I will be with the Lord in this. Judges chapter 5 verse 23. The angels also spoke something. The angels also spoke. Curse Morose. 
said the angel of the lord utterly curse its inhabitants because they do not come to the help of the lord against the warriors where do you want to stand today to be on god's side or like meros who neglected the call of god and stayed away from their assignment stayed away from their responsibility i want to read the last scripture judges chapter 5 verse 31 thus let all your enemies perish o lord but let those who love him be like the rising of the sun in its might and the land was undisturbed for 40 years 20 years they have been severely oppressed but god gave them rest the days of deborah he was with deborah until she remained this earth for 40 years they enjoyed freedom hallelujah we don't have 40 years before us most likely we might have few years some single digit your response matters over this period of time even though the period is short the intensity is very important is increased the power of the holy spirit will be intensified because the time is short if you are rising up to god's call our land will be undisturbed no matter what the enemy is up to if you are rising up we are the church we heard today we are the church the hope of this world amen if we are serious you will rise up because you are the church you are the powerhouse we are the deborahs of jesus christ but let those who love him like the rising of the sun in its might there is a great distinction when the sun rises everything is clear no one can hide anything there is a great distinction upon those who follow god who says to the lord yes i am willing those who are aligned with the holy spirit they'll be like the rising sun in all its might you will be more than that because the glory of the lord has risen over you amen the kings will come and say let us make peace treaty with you because we can plainly see the hand of the lord over you the time of distinction now it is not season it is time because the bride is rising clothed in honor clothed in, in the majesty of jesus christ amen god almighty is for you god almighty is with you and he needs you hallelujah he needs you today i ask the lord use me lord you know what is the response i heard my child you use me oh that set me free hallelujah jesus is telling you today i am all there for you you use me you use me here am i lord send me use me that is a strength the courage i had to stand here today i want to prophesy to this atmosphere today in the coming days god is going to raise up many taboras who will prophesy and deliver god's people 
God is going to raise up many Esthers who will speak up even in the palace and destroy the plan of the enemy. God is going to raise up many Josephs who will have influence over nations and protect God's people. God is going to raise up many Daniels who will be God's bureaucrats over the land. God is going to raise up many John the Baptist who will be a threat to the wicked rulers and who will prepare the way of Jesus' return. Hallelujah. Do you want to be in that list? You ask the Lord, who do you want to be? You want to Deborah? You want to be Esther? You want to be Joseph? You want to be Daniel? You want to be John the Baptist? You want to be Elijah? You ask the Lord. There's a mantle here. Today's message is message of leadership. Because Deborah, she was a leader. Hallelujah, it's a message of leadership. I can see some mantles over here. Mandals of leadership, mandals of authority. God is going to raise you up like a mother. God is going to raise you up in your calling. Amen. God is going to elevate many in the church to the next level of ministry. Hallelujah. There is a mandal of divine leadership falling upon many of you today. If you receive it, today you will take that mandal. Like how Elisha took the mandal from Elijah. Like that, some mandals are falling down today. You take it and your life will never be the same. When Elijah went to the other side of Jordan, he struck the Jordan and he, he passed through that Jordan. When Elisha came back, he used the same mantle and he struck the river Jordan and it parted. Hallelujah. That's a mantle of God can do. There's a mantle of leadership in this place. You're going to be used of God. Where God has placed you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, this is Nisha Dilip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.